more powerful than the human covenant. And God's covenant is based on his word. He said, my covenant I will not, you know, break. And he says, that's in Psalm, Psalm 89 verse 34. My covenant I will not break, neither will I alter the words that come out of my mouth. The covenant is established on better promises, especially the New Testament covenant. The key thing about this new covenant is, as opposed to the old covenant, where they were just servants, in this new covenant, we become sons and daughters of God. And, and, and it's not a light thing. I mean, it's very, very important. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, As many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God. Everyone doesn't have the right to become a member of God's family. This is saying you become a member of the divine Godhead. Godhead. Now, you know what it is in, in life when you are a part of a family that is well known. If you are from the Bush family, I mean, you say I'm, the, I'm from the Bush family, people will ask you, what Bush are you talking about? You mean the president? Yeah. Wow. They want to be your friend, right? Can I go with you to your family home? You know what I mean? If you are born into the uh, royal family in England, the queen's family, from the very day you are born, uh, if you are a girl, uh, what you call the princess. Did you do anything to earn that? No. It's not who you are, but whose you belong. That's the, the, the main thing. You know, you're born into the family of boy, you become a prince. And for the rest of your life, you are a prince. Amen. Now, God in this new covenant has allowed us. That's why you have to understand how important this new covenant is. It's not like an ordinary covenant. This is a divine covenant. God brought you into his family. Part of his family. The angels are not part of his family. You don't understand that. Your position the angels are not. They are just servants in the household. He brought us into his family. So we are children of the living God. That's why the Bible calls us kings and priests. The word when you hear king of kings, he's not talking about king uh, over, you know, the king of Iraq. And no, you, king of kings. Because God has made us kings and priests. And when God makes you a king, guess who you are? You are a king. You know, I said the last Sunday, if God says today is Wednesday, guess what is it? It's Wednesday. And if you say, try to correct him, it's Sunday. God, you made a mistake. You, you will find out you are mistaken. The whole thing has changed and today has become Wednesday. Just because God called it Wednesday. And you know that if God says this is your last day, guess what? It's your last day. You can make preparation to go to work. You are not going anywhere. It's your last day. Because he said it's your last day. So if God says you are a prince, guess who you are? You automatically become a prince. That's how he created the world, by just speaking. So we have to go with his word. He made us part of his family. He now calls you a child, a son, or a daughter of his family. And Jesus said, I came that they might have life. 
those children and it's, that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Now also in uh, Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18, he said, I, Jesus, and the children that you have given me, we are for signs and wonders. So we have that privilege in this covenant, not as servants like they were in the Old Testament. They were just servants. David was just a servant. The greatest of them was John the Baptist. The greatest of those servants was John the Baptist. And Jesus said, the least in this new covenant, this new testament covenant that we have with God, the least is greater than John the Baptist, who is greater than the rest of them, including Moses. Think about it. That's why I believe that when we get to heaven, a lot of people have said, you know, there's no crying in heaven. Well, Paul said some of us will suffer loss. He quoted it today. Well, if you suffer loss, guess what? You don't like it. So in heaven, he will finally wipe away their tears. Well, if there's no tears in heaven, why is he wiping away tears? Huh? That's because we are not standing up for what God has made us. That's why Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The problem is your mind. The way you think. That's the problem. You cannot be transformed until you begin to think the way God wants you to think. You are now a child of God. You are no longer ordinary. You are a child of God. It doesn't matter what family you came out of. You belong to the Lord God. And He is able to keep you. So that's the message of the gospel. That's why it is called the gospel. Good news. And that's why the angels came and celebrated. That's why the Bible also tells us that even the angels were eager to look into this new thing that God was doing. Read in your Bible. And the prophets, the rest, Isaiah and the rest of them, Isaiah had a lot of prophecies. And he said, they desired in your heart. Just God, just let us look into what you're going to do. And we are living it today. And then look at us. We are sons and daughters of the living God. Amen. That's what I want the Ark Fellowship to become. Strong, knowing who God is and knowing who they are. No fear, regardless of what's happening now in the present time. Because you know, God has a great future for you. Amen. So shall it be in Jesus' name. And then not only that, making us sons and daughters. I mean, every son has different mind and everything. But he gave us his own mind. God gave us his own mind. Now, when God says, I have given you my, my mind, guess what? That's exactly so. Just like he said, let there be. When he says it, it is. The only problem is, we don't believe it. We don't believe it. He gave us his own mind. The, Bible, the seat of wisdom is the mind. It's your mind. That's the seed of wisdom. There is no way for me to see the wisdom that you have in you, right? It's in your mind. That's the seed of wisdom. But Jesus, not willing to allow us to go on our own, gave every one of us his own wisdom. 
He says in the scriptures, I believe it's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19, is the Lord, by His wisdom, made the earth. How did He make the earth? His wisdom. And by His understanding, He established the heaven. And of Jesus, in Mark chapter 6, verse 2, the people marveled at the great signs and the miracles. They said, where did this man get these things? And what is this wisdom that is given to him? That through his hands, these great signs and wonders have been done. They marveled at the wisdom. They associated the miracles and the signs that Jesus had done with the wisdom that was given to him. And Jesus said, I know you're looking at me, but he gave it to me. He turned it over to the Father. And the Father has given us the same mind with Christ. And if you're concerned about the wisdom, the Bible tells us there in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, But of him you are in Christ. Of God you are in who? In Christ. That's what God says. You're truly in Christ. Who became for us wisdom from God. Christ became for us wisdom from God. That's what God says. And so you have the wisdom of God. We can pray for wisdom. James tells us that. But he says, God doesn't operate. If any man lacks wisdom, if you feel like, I don't have wisdom. He said, ask from God. He'll give to you. He gives liberally to everyone who asks. All you have to do is ask him. And he'll give to you. And when he gives you, he gives you the one from above that's greater than the rest of them. That's why David said, now I teach those that were before me. The ancient, I teach them because I got the wisdom of God. That's why Jesus at 12 in the temple they marveled at his wisdom. So God has given us his own wisdom. But also God has given us the right to reign in life. And basically what that is, in life we see things is space, time, and material. Space, time, and material. You are material. You occupy space. And you live in time. It's 11.58. But God is saying to us, He wants us not to allow those things to control us. But to reign over space, time, and material. If I have time to finish this message, you will notice Jesus never allowed space, time, and material to govern every, anything he was doing. If he wanted to go to the other side of... <laughs> he says, uh, okay, I got to get to my disciples. I'll just walk on water <laughs> and go to them. Material is not going to stop him. That 5,000, I'm going to feed them right now. He's not going to be stopped. But God is asking us to rule. I'd like to share this scripture with you. Romans chapter 5 and 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, just because of one Adam's offense, death reigned through that one. Now, is death reigning? Oh, sure. You can't stop it. Death is reigning. 
Everyone is going to die. And we just pray that it doesn't come too soon, right? Death is raining. It wasn't there before, but now it rains. And just by one man's offense, it rains. As sure as death rains, God said we can also rain. Just like death is raining, we can also rain. The same scripture. Look at what it says. Much more, even though death is raining, but much more than death is raining, right? Much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus. When Adam sinned, death reigned. Now, and death is still reigning. But through the one Jesus Christ who died on the cross, we can now reign, not when we get to heaven, but now in this present life. We reign in life. You know, some people say, well, I don't. I have so many troubles. I, I, the Bible say, I know the Bible says we can reign in life. But, man, I'm, I have a lot of debt. Uh, my car is old, doesn't run very well. They are threatening to fire me. I can't even pay my bills. I'm not reigning. I don't feel like I'm reigning. But you're still a child of God. He's still in you. This morning I used a special illustration. I used a dollar bill. But somebody said, a dollar is too small. We are not a dollar bill. I'll give you a hundred dollar bill for your illustration. So they gave me a hundred dollar. This is a hundred dollar bill. Right? You're a child of God. Right? This is a hundred dollar bill. Valued at a hundred dollar. Right? There you go. Is this a hundred dollar bill? Well, I just tapped on it. I ran over it and did whatever I like with it. Is this still a dollar bill? Sure. Can put it in mud. Race it. It'll still be a hundred dollar bill. Uh, I'll still take it from you if you give it to me. <laughs> it's a hundred dollar bill. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. You are a child of God. God has said it. You have the ability to reign in life. Even though all of these things are happening to you, that doesn't devalue you in the sight of God. You just need to rise. That's why uh, Isaiah chapter 52, verse 2, beginning from verse 1, it says, Awake! Awake! Put on your strength, O Zion. You need to rise up. Put on your strength. You got some strength. You just allow things to run over you. Space, time, and material. Put on your strength, O Zion. Don't allow the criticisms and all the things that's happening in your life and people think you're a failure or whatever and all of that. Don't allow those things get to you. Know who you are from the inside. You're still valued at a hundred. No, excuse me. <laughs> you're more than that. You're a child of God. Amen. You're a child of God. Awake, awake, O Zion. That means you were sleeping. 
And if you were sleeping, the enemy will come at you. Put on your strength. Put on your beautiful garment. That means you are taking them off. That's why you are not respected. You are a prince, but you dress like a pauper. Put it on. And the enemy will recognize it. And back away from you. And I've shared this story here many times before. But I, you know, I was going to have a crusade in this little village in Africa. And they told me there is a little demon that appears before the people in the form of light. And Pastor Clifford says, I saw it one time. He was just hopping in front of me like a ball of light. He said, I didn't pay attention to it. I knew who I, who I was in Christ. I knew I'm not going to pay attention to it. And they said, they said, you have to be careful. That village had this demon. The, the villagers all know about this demon. He appeared in the form of a ball of light, of light and in the hops in front of him. And they're scared of him. And they said, pray for it. Pray that this demon uh, uh, will not come against what we're doing. I said, I'm not praying about that. He should be praying. Because I'm coming to town. I know who I am in Christ. He's not me. But Jesus who is living in me. He, he, that's just a demon. I am possessed of the Holy Spirit. I'm a child of the living God. I come into town. He knows to leave. Because Jesus is with me. And guess what? After a few days of the cruise, I didn't tell the people. But one of the elderly ladies testified to the whole group from the state. He said, no one has seen this demon since you've been coming. I was there several times. I even took my pastor there. He said, since you've been coming, the demon has disappeared. No one has testified of ever seeing this light. He ran out of town. That's who God has made us. Arise. Arise. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put it on. Don't tell God to put it on. You put it on. That's what God is saying. You put it on and put on your beautiful garment. Forget what they're saying. Focus on your God. Don't take your eyes off Him. He's the Word of God. You see, Peter took his eyes off Jesus, right? Well, no. But we can see Jesus. You know, when you take your eyes off His Word and what He's told you, that's exactly what you've done. And you sink. You let all the distractions and all the waves and all that's going on around you influence what you think. Oh Lord, what am I doing? I shouldn't have listened to Jesus. And you sink. But that's what God has made us. Kings and priests. I'd like to share these scriptures with you. Ephesians 1, 22, 23. And he put all things under his feet. That's Jesus. And gave him to be head over all things to the church. So Jesus is head over how many things to the church? That includes the finances. The church is not talking about this Ark Fellowship building. Amen. Even if it were a huge, nice building, that's not the church. You are the church. He gave him to be head over all things to the church. Every area of your life. Guess who is the head of that area? Jesus is. He gave him to be head over all things to the church. And it's his body that fills all. That's you. The body of Christ. But I like the second scripture. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 and 11. You remember we talked about the wisdom of God? By wisdom, He made the earth, right? 
and by his understanding and then he's giving us that wisdom and what is this wisdom mark chapter 6 verse 2 that is given to him that out of his hand these great signs and wonders what is this wisdom where did this man get these things look at what god says in ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 and 11 to the intent that now in this present time that's me now the manifold wisdom of god might be made known by who the church that's you and i the manifold wisdom of god his power his majesty his glory only made known now that's god's intent through the church that's you and i to who to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places god's manifold wisdom by wisdom god created the earth right what is this wisdom that is given to him that by his hands these great signs and wonders now according to god's own intent that the wisdom the manifold wisdom the great wisdom of god might be made known through the church not to my my brother and sister where i'm going to try to show you how powerful he said to make the principalities and powers know the wisdom of god his power his glory you know what i think god is doing you know sit and pick a fight with god right many of us know that i'm going to be god and god says i am god i am too lofty and big to get in a wrestling match with this little angel so i'm going to create a lower being weak having no force Doubtful. and i'm going to use this little wand to whip you satan i'm going to show you my wisdom if god fights with satan and he wins satan is not it's no big deal that's god but when this little weak man whips him and that's painful and that's the manifold wisdom of god may be made known through the church to principalities and power in the heavenly places amen they need to know that's why jesus said whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in the heavenly places whatever you lose on earth is loosed in the heavenly places we shouldn't be crying out to god god why don't you lose me god says just lose them speak the word express the majestic one that is living inside of you the bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world we just don't know who we are and we carry ourselves that way and i carry myself i'm trying to get my mind convert, converted that's why the bible tells us but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind you think too little about yourself you are now in the family of god remember that which is born of the flesh is flesh that which is born of the spirit is spirit and we're not just talking about being born of some kind of spirit this is the spirit of god himself you have been brought into his family you cannot be a failure in life 
It may appear like you are a failure. Tread on, stepped on, but you will rise. Because the greater one lives inside of you. That's the message of the gospel. The greater one lives inside of you. You are to reign and rule in life. That's God's intent. He tells us very clearly in Romans, those that have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Amen. We receive the gift, abundance of grace, not little grace. You receive from the Lord abundance of grace poured out upon your life. Grace is the ability to live right and to do the will of God. That's God's grace. The ability to obey Him. You received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It's a gift. You received it from the Lord. He gave us the right to become children of God. You don't have to do anything. Anyone can receive the right if they believe in the Lord. You can believe where you're sitting there today and say, I want that gift. And guess what? You got the gift. As many as believe in Him, He gave the right. Once you believe, you got the right. All you need to do is take the right, use the right. I like America. We use our rights, right? It's my right. And if you don't get out of the way, I'll take you to court. Well, if you don't get out of the way, Satan will take you to my father. Amen. We got the right. He gave that to us. We shouldn't lie there. I know the temptation is so easy to just lie down and say, well, woe is me. I just let this in. I don't know what's happening to me. I don't know you runs in the family. We need to stop all of that stuff and begin to stand so that when the people see us, they say, we don't know where you get that strength from. They're talking about firing everybody in the, in the, in the company. And you're still smiling and saying glory to God. What, what do you know that we don't know? And then they see you up. Amen. And they say, we want to go to church with you. Where do you go to church? Something about you. We are to reign in this life. You know, Paul Yonggi Cho, how many of you know who he is? Those that have been in Korea will know. You read his book. He had these uh, terms that he used. Uh, he wrote a book. He called it The Fourth Dimension. The Fourth Dimension. We live in, according to him, we live in the third dimension. Space, time, material. This is our world. But there is another world that you cannot see. He calls that world the fourth dimension. And that fourth dimension always rules over the third dimension. We live daily in the world that we know and god is saying you are not going to make it if you want to do live that way you have to get out of that and go into the other dimension which is the spiritual dimension you become like god as the bible says not god you become like him as he is the bible says so are we in not when we get there but in this world we don't see that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world so we need to recognize this. And as you believe, you really please the Father. Let me tell you something. Some people have this false humility about them. Oh, little me, warm, and all of that kind of stuff. When you believe God's word, that's when you really honor Him. 
when you accept what it says, even if you don't understand it, that's when you honor you really honor God. But when you start doubting it, that's when you dishonor him. You accept what he says and let him finish the work in your life. You can do Jesus said, Without me, you can do nothing. But he also said, if you can only believe, all things are possible. All I'm asking from you is believe me. I'll make you holy. I'll make you righteous. You can't do these things yourself. You were not born holy. You don't have what it takes. But I'll give you my righteousness. I'll walk with you. I'll draw you closer. You don't have to look into yourself. It's not who you are. It is actually to the one you belong. That's what really counts. You belong to the queen, your prince. Princess. It's not you. God is not looking. The big fight is not you. He's the big fight is God and what he wants to do in your life. And Satan, who doesn't want him to do that in your life? So we have to learn to look away from the things that we see. You know, people, when we talk about, you know, being successful, and God wants that for us. So we think in the third dimensional way, well, I'm going to go to college. And I'm going get to get myself an education. Right? And that's third dimensional thinking. I'm going to let you know this. There are poor doctors. True. There are poor lawyers. And there are also rich lawyers. In every profession, there are poor preachers. There are rich preachers. Please don't look my way. <laughs> That's the truth. Some preachers are multi-millionaire. Multi. Did someone even have their own jets? There's no jet, right? I like to be like one of excuse me. <laughs> but in every profession, you have the rich, you have the poor. It's not the education. There are some people that have not been through college that are richer than the rest of the world. They are really rich. They haven't been in college. So it's not just the, the third dimensional. Third dimensional thinking will only satisfy you for a little time. It will only last for a while. But when you go through the fourth dimension, that spiritually, when God promotes you, no man can demote you. I'm telling you. If God makes you, no one, there is no being on this earth that can undo you. If he makes you, no one can make you. So we need to go into that realm, the realm of the unseen. You are a born again believer, right? You are a new creature. Your friends have seen it. Your life is changed. They know it. But can you see your born again spirit? Is it evident to the world? And yet that great power lives in you. Amen. He lives in you. You can't see it. The unseen world is bigger and greater and more powerful than the same world. It's the fourth dimensional world. That's the way where we really need to have rest. To believe in that area. You know, the Bible, God has a way of just showing us things from the very beginning. He started wanting us to understand His ways and how we can make it. You know what God does? On earth, he wants every man to be successful, just like every father and every mother. When you're successful, you bring joy to his heart. So he tells us from his word, this is the way to go. If you do it this way, you'll make it. You won't miss it. You will make it and you will be solid. Plant yourself on a solid rock so that when the wind, it will come. The wind will come. It will blow. The rain will fall. But you'll still be standing. 
this is the way to do it. So in Genesis, it tells us very clearly from the very beginning, it said, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was in the face of the deep. Then the Spirit of God was moving. Could you see the Spirit? No. Could you see a word? Your word is in the, really coming from your spirit. That's in the, thought, the fourth dimension. Especially when you're born again. Your words are in the fourth dimension. Because you can't heal anybody. You got to say something. Always say something. That's what we're doing here. Just applying the fourth dimension. Speaking God's word. That changes lives. You heard a word that changed your life, right? But now you're changed. That greater one lives inside of you. But no one sees it. They can x-ray you. No one will see the born again spirit. <laughs> it's not seen. It's in the unseen realm. But the unseen realm, just as the Holy Spirit hovered over the whole world, incubating the world. And then God gave the word. Let there be instant. That's where God wants us to be. To stay with the unseen. And believe what is not seen. You can look at First uh, Corinthians chapter 2. From verse 9. The things that eyes haven't seen. Hasn't gotten into the heart of man. He said God reveals it to us by his spirit. Who can see his spirit? But the spirit reveals stuff to us. That's an amazing thing. So that's what God, where God wants us to be. We don't live in the natural. Let me share this with you. It says in Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen. But at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. What you are experiencing now is just temporary. It's not going to last. If you felt bad last week, maybe you're not feeling bad anymore. Something happened that made you feel bad, right? But you don't feel bad. Those things are temporary. They are of time, space, and material. They don't last. They are temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. When you obtain something that is not seen and you bring it into your world, that thing lasts forever. He stays with you. That's why the Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Once God has given you a gift, that means you have been able to tap into the unseen world and brought that gift into your life. That gift is eternal. He'll stay with you. That's why some preachers are deceived. Because God gives them the gift of healing or whatever gift and they commit sin, maybe do something really terrible, but they go out the next day and God shows up and people are still healed. And he thinks, well, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing then because God is still in no no his gifts and calling you drew it from the that world they are without repentance so we need to strive to get into it to let those principalities the manifold wisdom of God remember he says to the intent that the manifold wisdom of God may be made known by the church to the principalities First, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places. He is not going to bless us with all spiritual blessings 
here they are all in the heavenly places we got to pull them down and guess who is on in the heavenly places principalities and powers in heavenly places but then the word of god says to the intent that the manifold wisdom of god might be made known by the church to principalities and powers in heavenly places so we call those things down and they can't stop it they cannot we speak those words whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in the heavenly places they can't stop your blessings from coming you bind them and jesus said if you bind them and it doesn't seem to be working go get another brother he went to bind the enemies got to get out of it. if two shall agree concerning anything it shall be done the bible tells us that's the word of god for us that's who he has made us we need to arise that's what the bible bible tells us in uh, isaiah 52 awake awake you've been sleeping too long awake put on your strength put on your strength O zion put on your beautiful garment he says father those demons those unclean things will not come near you anymore they won't come to your place those crazy stuff coming into your life they are need they need to go now but you are awake put up then further down he says shake yourself from the dust shake yourself from the dust don't stay there get off take the bonds of you read it isaiah 52 is there beginning from the first verse these are words that god has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that by this we might partake of his divine nature his divine nature can never be in want this seems like lofty words but i believe them and god will begin to walk in every life we are going somewhere we are going somewhere but there's something that is so key you have to be fully committed to the master we have to be fully committed to the master you see half obedience is not obedience in the sight of god to know the truth and not do the truth is really evil in the sight of god we need to obey him so that these things will be accomplished in our lives so satan will not have take advantage of us the bible tells us i believe in first john it says those that have this thing in them they will make sure that the devil doesn't touch them so we have to do that we have to be too, truly committed to him we have to just give him everything we have to do that especially if you know it there should be no holding back because when you hold back the enemy sees it and he's going to take advantage he tells the father i have a right to this life i have a right to cause problems here i have a right to, to bring devastation into this family because you see this is what they're doing and god okay we got to cast that away from us today we got to make a true commitment all the way this week i've been telling the lord no matter what you want i i, I want to lay it everything everything i want to lay it down i like you to speak to me if there's something in me that you don't like just let me know god i want i want i want to be just like your son i want you to constantly be pleased with me 
Why? I don't need to please anybody. I want my relationship with him good. Because if when he's good with him, he's going to be well with me. I can know all of these things, but if that relationship is not good, it's even worse for me. Because the Bible says, he who knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. I know it. I got to go. How many of you want to make that commitment to the Lord all the way? You, let me see your hand up. You want to make that commitment to the Lord all the way. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Almost everybody here. Even if you don't know Christ, today is your day. You can know Him. Just say, God, I want you in my life. And we're not speaking about a God that is not living. God, yes. There is a God. I have to tell myself constantly, before I run out and do something, He's there. He's there. He knows the number of... Well, I'm losing some of my hair, but... He knows the number of hair you got in you. All of it. That's how detailed he is concerning you. How important you are to him. And if you are that important and he is that powerful, why hold back? Why not give, every, give everything to him? He doesn't need anything, right? He's not going to take anything from you. He wants to give. So why don't we all do that? Would you rise up with me? All of us, let's give him everything. We're willing to do that. If you're willing to do that, just lift, lift your hands up to the Lord and let him know, Lord, I'm willing to give you everything. I'm willing. Everything. Everything. I receive Jesus into my life fully. I hold nothing back. I hold nothing back. I want to live for him. I want this power to be manifested in my life. I want God to promote me. When he promotes you, no one can bring you down. Father, thank you. We love you. We know you love us. There is no doubt in our heart. You demonstrated it when you gave your son. And Jesus, you demonstrated your love when you went to the cross. And you came back alive again. And you came to us and you said, let, let all the children know. Go into all the world. Let them know of my love for them. Let them know that they are very precious to me. That I gave my life for them. That they might have life and have it more abundantly. That all may be well with them. That if they have any problem, they can call up. They can come into the throne room with all boldness. And they can receive whatever they want. Father, I thank you. I bless your people today in your name. As they've committed themselves to you. I rebuke every trouble that the enemy is brought into their lives in the name of Jesus. I cancel every difficulty, financial difficulty, material difficulty, physical difficulties in the name of Jesus. I command these things to vanish away from their lives right now by the power of the name of Jesus. Bless your people, O oh God. Show them your greatness. Let them experience your love. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. I'm going to invite you, if you need anything from the Lord this morning, and you need somebody, there's something in your life, you need somebody to agree with you. Remember I said, if it's difficult, agree with somebody. 
whatever it is i want to say to you this morning by the name of the lord if you will agree with somebody this morning god will hear from heaven so i'm going to ask our prayer partners please come here come out here and line up here and if there's a need something in your life whether it's financial whatever it is that you need somebody to agree with you for please come out prayer partners please please come out I need you to come up. That doesn't show weakness. We need to be very open to the Lord. We need to let the Lord know what's going on in our lives. It's so important. You need to open up and let God answer from heaven. Amen? Amen. Please come up and agree with somebody. Come up and agree with somebody. Let God hear from heaven today. And again, I want to thank our guests, special guests, for coming to be with us. Amen.